Welcome to the Perfectly Honest Podcast, where we talk about Christ and family relationships. I'm Michael. And I'm Kiana. And today we're going to talk about how you can be naked and not ashamed. <laughs> but first, before, before we get into that, uh, if I'm being perfectly honest, I am sitting around uh, waiting to go on the trail right now. I have uh, some buddies who are, and my dad, who are out backpacking. Because your, your dad's not your buddy. Yeah, I got. Yeah, he's not my buddy. No, he is. But I, we got to stick around here for a little bit. Um, I might actually record out there uh, with a therapist who's going to be on the trail with me. So Which is so freaking cool. So uh, awesome. that would be fun if we can get our mic stuff going. If not, that'll come later because um, I know he wants to come on here. So yeah. yeah. And if I'm being perfectly honest, I'm dreading Michael leaving me for six days. Yeah. You're going to have so much fun. I, I'm really excited. I am going to have fun. And like wives. I'll miss Kiana too. Wives, it's so good for your spouse. Like I feel like it's so good for husbands specifically. Yeah. To like go on trips with men, like other men, and to like be out in the woods. It and really is. Kind of taps yeah. into the hunter within them, you know? I mean, you guys aren't going hunting. You're no, we're not going. We're just backpacking. But it does tap into this. It's not even like about manliness. It's just about like going out and accomplishing something yeah um and being in nature yeah so those things combined so as much as i'm gonna miss you i know you're gonna come back a new man yeah <laughs> i'm gonna be i'm gonna be a new uh specimen <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah let's let's talk about um we got uh some more like requests and things which is really awesome please send us messages uh if you want to hear about anything on this podcast talking about that uh, last week's episode, we're sorry that there was a little bit of kerfuffle with that coming out on time, but go back and listen to it. It's called Made in God's Image. And uh, it was a, I think it was a really good, you know, ending piece to talking about body image yes. and all that kind of stuff. We'll, we'll probably talk about that more in the future, but uh, that'll be on pause for a bit. So go listen to those if you want to hear about, uh, you know, the spiritual aspect of body image and, and all that, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so this week we got a question about sex. Ooh. Yeah. It was such a good question though. So it was really good. To give like some background information yeah. for members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day. Yeah, Saints, give a little summary. There's a certain culture around sex and it becomes a very taboo topic in a lot of members' homes. Yeah. A lot of parents don't know how to properly educate their kids or they feel like they gave their kids the talk and then their yeah. kids are walking around like I still don't know anything. Yeah, I don't really know what's going on. And then, you know, you don't, you just, you find yourself in a spot where you don't know who to turn to, what to turn to, because you want to find godly resources and Christian resources. Yeah. Right? That have like a gospel lens on sex. Yes. Because you don't want it to just be biological, which it, that is a very important key. Right. That is, that is really important. It, like, I think that is actually possibly the best like first step. starting point yeah Absolutely. like first step starting point because um you know like it's not really necessarily good to describe a lot of things that have to do with like arousal maybe to like younger kids no that's not good <laughs> as much as like letting them understand the science yeah and then when they start getting into teenage age then it's like okay like now that your body's starting to actually really experience this yeah. um, more frequently and and when you're going to school and whatnot, like then you need to kind of have like a really, it becomes an emotional conversation, um, uh, you know, a little bit. And so let's talk about 
all of that today. And I'm really excited to dive yeah. into this topic, actually. No, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> oh, and I was going to say, uh, before we talk more about this, I just want to preface that um, like we don't really want to throw a lot of blames, uh, blame at, you know, parents, you know, right. like either not even like our parents. Like mm-hmm. we, we've had different experiences, even Kiana and I. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you might be in a position where you are like, oh, man, why didn't my parent like teach us? But like I was just learning about how like my dad, like they didn't even really talk about it in the home. And yeah. like times have just changed. Like mm-hmm. we've just gone through like that was like massive society. So not really like important to blame the parents but yeah it's important to say like okay we're kind of growing we're learning uh, society's changing to where we have to be even better at teaching this yeah so we are adapting yes and that's good it's good to look at what we can learn instead of saying like you didn't teach me the way I should right be. yeah we're not trying to play the blame game but it's but it happens yeah you know you don't get a f- you get holes in your education yes and I also want to acknowledge that I know we have a wide range of people who listen to our podcast we have people starting in like high school yeah and then we have people who've been married for like 30 plus years yes so we hope that you no matter where you are in your journey of maybe being single or having been married and have a sexual relationship for a long time yeah we hope you gain something from this conversation yeah so if you're in high school make sure to ask your parents before listening to the rest of the podcast <laughs> I know. uh we're not going to get a graphic at all with it we're just going to talk about how to get good education and try to put a spiritual influence yes um and and see kind of like okay where does the scriptures kind of take us a little bit mm-hmm. so yeah so I, I guess I want to start maybe with my experience, like yeah. in high school and young women's. Yeah, go ahead. So I feel like I never got really good lessons about like the law of chastity in uh-huh. young women's, but I did have a bishop who would do like bishop youth firesides and he would like say to all of the youth, he's like, guys, sex with my wife is great. Right. Like, it's wonderful. It is something to look forward to and to enjoy. But like, here are the parameters yeah. for you guys right now. Right. And I remember thinking, whoa, like that is so cool for him to just come out and say that because you don't hear that a lot. Right. You, well, you don't hear like, this is a really awesome thing yeah. to experience. And you you should be excited to experience that fully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's pretty good messaging. So yeah. like, I don't think that might be good to be like going way into detail no, about it, but that was no. like a healthy experience yeah. that you had. So. Yeah, absolutely. And it is just a balancing act of, you know, sharing like this is such a special connection that you will get to share with your spouse. Right. But then, yeah, teaching the parameters for the youth. But then it's like, yeah, you're so used to as a youth having like stop signs. Right. That when you get married and everyone's like, green lights, it's a go. Yeah. But what do I do? Yeah. Like what? What? What do I do? <laughs> yeah. Well, and and I'll share some of my experience too, considering my dad, uh, like I think my dad's experience um, in in his own home, mm-hmm. I think it was it, it, like it becomes taboo. Yes. Right. And so mm-hmm. um, that kind of ended up like happening. I, I won't say that he's not been a safe space for me. That's definitely not been the situation. I kind of see where that, that came from. So like mm-hmm. it kind of took me a little bit of time and I actually had some friends even in high school who were 
pretty open and willing to like talk about it yeah and like they had so like the talks were definitely getting better so mm-hmm. it was like it, it wasn't really a huge problem yeah um especially looking back i was like oh I, I i basically learned you know like where i needed to um now i would say like you know pornography is not does not give you any knowledge at all Mm-mm. and i'll just say that from from my own experience like i went into that like you know thinking like what even is going on like i didn't really know yeah. right so so, you know, there is that that conundrum too. But yeah, so so this is kind of the difficult situation that we find ourselves in, even getting to college. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of us are like, like either I had some talk or like no talk at all or like, you know, I still feel like there's some holes. I still have some questions because maybe my parents were uncomfortable talking about it. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's uh, kind of what we're trying to 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 deal with yeah. in our day to day. So what do you feel like you did maybe in college or like as we were engaged to start preparing for like having a sexual relationship? Oh, like, did you do anything? Well, I would say that the best thing that I did, I would say that I did this throughout my life. And this is what's, what was really awesome from uh, my parents and church leaders is they just encouraged me to be a good person mm. and to think of women very highly yeah. to respect them. And so, um, and now this was kind of a conundrum is like when you experience, um, pornography and I don't want to, nec- you know, we don't need to bring this up a lot today, but, uh, like people say, Oh, wh- when you view pornography, that equals you objectify women now. Mm-hmm. Right. That was always the messaging. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just like, even though they were saying that to me, I was like, I, I don't actually feel that way. Yeah. Cause I was like, life. I was like the people in my life are real and this is fake. This mm-hmm. is fantasy. This doesn't exist. Like that was like how my mind separated it. Yeah. Um, so I would say that the best thing that I did was, was really just like trying to respect women and boundaries. Um, I hope you've seen that in our relationship. Yeah. At least I was like, you know, Cause then, cause then when you get to your sex life, then you're actually open to being like asking questions. Like, are you comfortable with this? Yeah. Um, should we stop? Should we keep going? You know, cause it's like, cause that's actually so important for your own sexual happiness too, mm-hmm. is your partner's happiness in it. Yes. Well, so like recognize that too. That's what I was going to say is even in just a dating relationship or a courtship, you can model the type of communication skills that you are going to need in your sexual relationship. Right. Right. So in a dating relationship, you're learning how to set boundaries that might be with your physical affection. That could be emotionally, that could be with your time. Um, But it's learning very early in those stages, how to tell your partner, this is what I need. I don't like this. I like when you do this, right? Those like very simple messaging yeah and that's like that's like super good like with holding hands yeah kissing you know it's like i don't know it might seem like weird like there are some moments where you're like i'm gonna make a move without asking but it feels appropriate yeah you know like there is that so there's and spontaneity is appreciated and that's why like dating is so important because you're learning that you know tug and pull and like sometimes you're gonna make a decision you're like you know like oh they didn't want me to hold their hand and i went for it yeah right that then you kind of learn and it's better to learn that in dating than it is to learn that in sex. Yeah. Like you don't want to oh, be totally like you don't really want to be in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like a really good, you know, it's kind of like um, rough and tumble play. 
yeah. right? It's like, mm-hmm. it's like you're learning to regulate yourself yeah. in dating. So dating is super important. Um, yeah. Date frequently and be respectful. Like just like ask questions, test boundaries a little mm-hmm. bit because everyone has their own boundaries. Yeah. yeah not test boundaries as no. in like, like I got to see where the line is, no. you know, but like test them in the <laughs> sense of like asking and, and figuring it out. Yeah. You know? And that's, that's like an ongoing conversation, right? That's not just, oh, we talked about it once. It's always now we can always hold hands. Now we can always kiss. It's always changing depending exactly. on what season you're in. And I would say like maybe pro tip or helpful tip for girls, like you gotta learn how to stand up for yourself and stand strong for your boundaries. Yeah. And like when something makes you uncomfortable, say no. Right. Because that's gonna happen in sex too. There are some things that you're like, oh, maybe that didn't feel so good. And it's so important to know how to communicate that to your partner yes. early on. Because I know there's a lot of girls who suffer for years in their sexual relationship because they don't know how to tell their partner, I didn't like that. Right. And it's so sad. No, it's, <laughs> because, it's true. Because God made our marriage relationship and like sexual fulfillment like he made that so that we could find a lot of joy and happiness in this life. And so if you're not finding joy and happiness in in sex and in your marriage, well, that's really sad. Like yeah. God that's not what God intended for you. Exactly. And and uh this could go down a whole rabbit hole with agreeableness versus disagreeableness. Yeah. Like women do tend to be more agreeable, mm-hmm. you know, so it's it just has to be a uh, like a thing that you recognize. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean you need to become a disagreeable person and like not ever say yes to anything. Right. It's just that your yes needs to be really powerful. Like you, and so does your no. Yes. So like you need to have leverage mm-hmm. and be able to say like, like I can say yes and I can say no. And, and you know what? Funny enough, if you say no to a guy, um, especially if you want to be with him still, mm-hmm. but you you don't want to necessarily like hold hands or kiss yet. Like you can be like, no, I'm not ready for that yet. You don't have to say, no, I'd rather not hold hands. Because if you say, no, I'd rather not hold hands, the guy's like, okay, maybe she just doesn't want to be with me. But if you're like, no, I'm not ready for that yet, but I'd like to keep hanging out, right? Like if you say no, but then you're like giving the guy, you're telling the guy like, oh, I want you to like keep pursuing me. So, you know, and that happens in sex too. Mm-hmm. Like if you're saying like, I'm not ready for this, but I would like to uh, like still like make out or, you yes. know, right. So, so uh, not to get more into those details, but it's like that does work. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk about um, resources. Yes. That that we can use. Okay. So before we got married. And I want to talk about the scriptures here too. Uh, yeah. yeah, obviously. Yes. We need to know what God says on the matter. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we got married, there was this podcast that I would listen to called Mormon Marriages. It's still out. Like you can listen to it, but I don't think they make new episodes. Oh, God. But we, we actually listened to a few episodes together, like on road trips when we were engaged. Yeah. And they would do um, interviews with Dr. Jennifer Finlayson Five, and she's known as like the Mormon sex therapist. Which we would love to have her on here. Yes. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll try to contact her. Oh, that would be so cool. Um, I would love to pick her brain. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I found that to be a very helpful, very clean resource to be like, oh, 
Like these are some struggles that people face in their sexual relationships. These are things that maybe I need to start thinking about before I get married. And then when we were first married, Michael's Michael's ex-girlfriend. Yeah. (laughs) Still close friend. (laughs) Yes. Bought us this book and it's called They Were Not Ashamed by Laura M. Brotherson. Guys. I don't care how long you've been married and how good you think you are in your sex life. You need this book. <laughs> yeah. Because it it is like the holy grail, I want to say. Like yeah. any question you might have is in here. It it talks about biology, it talks about the gospel lens, it talks about overcoming mental blocks, it talks about overcoming good girl syndrome. Like it yep. is so good. It really is good. And I was actually introduced to it before we got married. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually knew this was going to come as a wedding gift. So it, it's one of those things that like no matter what stage you are in life, it's a really good resource because it is, it's is—it's got the the spin on it from an LDS perspective. Yes. Um, so it, it's really an incredible book. So that that's called And They Were Not Ashamed, mm-hmm. um, just so you have that again. Um, and, and I'll say too, since you brought up, you know, I, I would say that some of my best sex education has come from my ex-girlfriends in the sense that they were so open and willing to talk about it. And I really appreciated it because like I was like, I was like, I know that like we're not talking about that with us like yet Uh or, you know, and he was like some of this was like in high school slash early college or whatever. But I was like, you know, they were they had approached me and they said, like, did you learn all this stuff? And I was like, there's some things I don't know. Do you, you know, so we talk, you know, (laughs) so, um, you know, I really appreciated that. Yeah. So like two resources right there. Like if you have friends that are appropriate age, sometimes it can be hard like to talk about things with uh, like a, a girlfriend or something or like yeah. something like that. Totally. Like like that was kind of an anomaly of a situation that I had, but you don't want to necessarily just be arousing in that situation. Like yeah. you want to be. Because that can definitely take the like, wrong turn yeah, very fast. It can take the wrong turn. So um, you know, you kind of have to be careful there, but still, I think having friends who are like willing to talk about it or cousins or family, yeah. um, that you're not just like, I'm go- you don't have to go to like a power authority in your life. Right. Like you just need to that's go. That's very intimidating. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's like, okay, I have to talk to my parents or my Bishop. If, if that's not necessarily comfortable or they haven't opened the door, you know, mm-hmm. for that, you know. Like, or if they tell you something that kind of makes you feel nervous, like it shouldn't be a conversation that feels nervous. So, yeah. Well, you know. and I think the key with that is like our parents or our bishop or someone who's older and has been married for a long time, they are very far away from the beginning of the journey. Yes. And so they don't necessarily remember how intimidating it was. Yes. So I, I would say like the best resources would be someone closer to your age who's just a few steps ahead of you. Yeah. Like Michael's little sister, Sophia, she's so funny and she's so open and just ready to ask any question. She is. But she's asked me about sex. She asks her older girl cousins, her the other sisters in the family. Like she's just so ready and to ask those questions yeah. because she trusts And even us. I feel like, oh, this is taboo, you know? <laughs> You're like, why are you t- why are you saying that to my sister? It's like, we're not supposed to talk about this. What's going on? You know? But yeah, it's it's really a healthy approach yeah. that she has. And so. I, I wish that was something that maybe I had done more of going into like our marriage. But I, I was like the first one out of my friends to get married, like yeah. one of my really close friends. So I like didn't really have anyone to ask. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, 
I was like, ah, do 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 do. Like, oh, oh. Okay, so I want to uh, jump into this, the scriptures now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, now this this goes back to the very beginning of the episode. I don't know. I found something that's really interesting in Genesis. Genesis is also a really good place to go because you see Adam and Eve have this battle, the same battle that we're going through. Yeah. Of going from innocence to not innocence. And being in a state of not having innocence is not a bad thing. You know, having a yes. knowledge of good and evil yeah. is not a bad thing. Uh, it's just hard to transition from innocence to not. Yes. <laughs> right? So yeah. so they kind of go through that a little bit. Um it actually says in Genesis 2 um, that they were naked and not ashamed. You know, man and wife, they were naked yeah. and not ashamed. And this was before they had eaten the fruit. Yeah. Right? So mm-hmm. they were they were in a state of innocence, but it was also like, okay, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so going to Genesis 3, I'm going to read verses 7 and then 10 through 11. It says, And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves apron. And then going down to 10, 11, um, the Lord said, I heard thy voice in the garden and I, oh, oh, uh, Adam said, I heard thy voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And then God says, who told thee that thou wast naked? And, and I, I think that this is really interesting because Lucifer, I think, does this with sex because mm-hmm. he paints so like sex being publicized in the world is an evil, right? Mm-hmm. So he's trying to say it's evil in so many different ways. Yes. And and he really makes it really confusing. And then he says, oh, you're naked, right? Like, sex, it's bad. Yeah. It's always you been bad. You should be scared. And, and so the church has fought thing. so hard against it. Mm-hmm. But we have this commandment to have sex. Yeah, to multiply multi- and replenish. Multiply and replenish, which I could talk about that one. That's one of my things, but... Um, and then, yeah, he says, hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldst not eat? And I thought that was interesting too, because it's like, you know, did you go and do this thing without me walking you there? Right. And going through this process. Yeah. Um, you know, cause that was always the intention, right? Mm-hmm. Now, like we don't have like, you know, there are some what ifs like, oh, what if like Adam and Eve were not tempted and they had just gone through like what was the lord's plan right right um we and, don't know <laughs> and, and uh you know i would say like that this was part of the lord's plan that's why he yeah. put lucifer there he knew what was going to happen mm-hmm. but there's still this conundrum that's like that's like you know traveling from innocence to not uh being innocent being knowledgeable innocence to knowledge yeah. i'll say that i don't want to say innocence to not because <laughs> it's not necessarily it's not just yeah. like the lack of innocence yeah <laughs> which is knowledge right uh is the gaining of knowledge uh but, you know, God is is basically saying, like, that there there are good ways, you know, to get there. And even though you went down this wrong path, right, this goes back to sin, a little bit of what I talked about in the Sunday cast, is it's okay. Like, you're going to be able to turn around and he says, yeah. I'll, you know, I'll provide a savior for you, right? So, okay, so there's that. And then I wanted to uh, go to Abraham 5, uh, verse 19. Uh, or 18 and 19, it says, Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife, Mm -hmm. and they shall be one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. And like that's that's basically God's view of it. He tells us at the very beginning of the scriptures, right? says the same thing in Genesis as well. I just want to bring in Abraham there. But he's basically giving us the very first messages 
I want you to get married mm-hmm. and I want you to know that this is not a shameful thing. Yeah. That once your eyes are opened, even it, it's not a shameful thing. Mm-hmm. So scriptures a great reference. There's a lot more in there about, you know, how you should cleave to your wife and God doesn't necessarily give us a lot of direction either. I think that part of figuring it out is what makes sex a lot of fun as mm-hmm. well. So I think it's one good. of like our greatest sources of creativity. Yeah. Which is like kind of weird to say, but, but, yeah. and also God isn't going to abandon you. Like if you need help, you can pray for help. Right. And he can lead you to other resources. Right. Right. Um, but I love that, that imagery of like cleaving to each other. Yeah. I remember hearing, um, someone talk about like a new couple, like exiting the temple and he's like man like if couples would cleave to each other like adam and eve did yeah as they left the garden of eden into the lone and dreary world like couples would just understand how important that union is yes because like now it's you that little unit you and your spouse like against the world and there's a lot of evil forces that are going to try to come at you yeah, and exactly. attack so many parts of your family and right. your sex well, life. And, and tell you that you're, you're bad or you're yeah. evil or whatever. And um, like, I would say that the benefit of going through the trial of having pornography, not of using pornography, but going through the trial is getting past that. Like that, like I know that this, that there are some bad things in the world, mm-hmm. but over here, like I know that God wants me to do this, Yeah, you know? Um, and, and he wants me to be, you know, happy with, yeah. with my wife. Like, I think that if, if he were to come and, and see a couple who is like, oh, we only have sex when we're having kids. Right. He'd be he like, be so sad. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You have the happiest experience possible to you right now. Yeah. It's not sinful mm-hmm. because you're saying it's sinful, but I want you to find in the scriptures where it says it's sinful for you to have sex with your wife. It, no. do, it doesn't say that that's the only purpose, right? Now, multiply and replenish the earth is a commandment. And, you know, to replenish is just to have two kids. To multiply is to have more. That's what I think. But, you know, that was kind of my <laughs> thing there. It's more of a joke. It's just a joke. So, uh, don't get offended. Yeah, don't get the The purpose is God wants us to have kids. Um, he also wants us to be happy in our marriage relationship. Both things can be true, you know, even if, uh, you know, your plan is a little bit different for how you build your family. Mm-hmm. Both things can still be true. So, totally. so let's talk about uh, uh, what what are the resources that we've gone over so far? Are there any other yeah. resources we want to mention uh, for learning, especially in the LDS environment? Mm-hmm. So, so quick recap, Mormon marriage podcast. Yes. Anything by Dr. Dr. Fin- Finlayson Fife. Yeah. She's, She's awesome. awesome. She's so good. And then the book. And they were not ashamed. Yep. And then go to people you trust. If you yep. don't feel comfortable talking to your parents, find another trusted adult or someone, like I said, who's just a few steps ahead of you. Yeah. That you know that you can have a meaningful, sacred conversation and yeah. it not be too much or too raunchy or whatever. Exactly. Well, and that was something interesting in um, And They Were Not Ashamed is it was saying that sometimes we don't talk about it because we're like, it's too sacred. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and that's the thing is like, you know, there is kind of the secret versus sacred, Mm -hmm. um, like that gets talked about, um, as far as like the temple is concerned a lot Mm -hmm. and sacred, if something is sacred, it just means that it needs to be taken in the right light. You know, 
I, I think that that's how sex should be talked about. It should be talked openly and freely though. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in a way that's like, that's like, I'm not going to get really gross and weird about yeah. it, you know? So I, we, we definitely understand that. Um, but just recognize that could be a reason why no one's talking about it Yes, because people are like, well, it's too sacred. It's too personal. It's like, yeah. you don't have to talk about what you're doing in your no. sex life. That is <laughs> too sacred. You can keep that in your bedroom. Like that is too sacred. Yeah. Uh, that is a secret between you and that's okay. Mm-hmm. We don't need to know that. But talking about sex about is totally different. About the logistics, about the fulfillment of it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So hopefully this was uh, really encouraging uh, for you guys. Um, remember to ask God, uh, search the scriptures for these things and please ask us any questions if you have any more about this topic. Yeah. Um, I know we also had some questions about like how to teach your children, which we could do a whole episode on. I know we honestly should. And we did kind of touch on that a little bit, Mm -hmm. just like right, right stages of life. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, maybe we should, uh, put that in the plans too. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for being here. Like Michael said, we hope this was uplifting and useful to you. And next week, I will be flying solo. Solo. Michael is on the trail. So if you have any topics or questions that you would like Kiana, the expert, to tackle by herself, I will gladly oblige. Otherwise, I have a lot of other ideas. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But thanks for being here. Follow us on Instagram, and I will see you next week. And pray for Michael that he doesn't die on the trail. Please. Okay, bye. Bye. (laughs)